This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. All right, and we're back for the last podcast of June 2023. Yes. Getting ready to hit high gear this next couple of weeks with con- some big big releases do you consider june summer because i feel like june is summer but i consider what- may summer may you consider may summer well kids are we are talking about like school? movies are we talking about like movie season yeah. or oh yeah i still would count it i really i don't think first summer- week of march is summer as far as movies are concerned. oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> i didn't want to push it that much so i've always been like yeah may ever, is, ever is since, summer the is past it early years. may like because we get like a big disney film that early may guardians made it? 700 million so yes it was a summer okay <laughs> ever since dumbo live action the first weekend of march is summer that's when Dumbo summer starts. Yep. And that boy, was what a that was the one that that, that, was, that was the one that started this like March, like putting big blockbusters in what they thought was a big blockbuster in March. Was that Aladdin as well? Did Aladdin was happen? May. I'm pretty sure they did onward. They did onward in March. Yeah, but they did onward in March. They had called and, the and then wild. a pandemic yeah. came right there. And yeah. Well, that was pandemic came. It was unavoidable. <laughs> <laughs> that all, wasn't anyone's fault. All but. the pandemic did was cover up Pixar's like failings. It definitely now. wasn't Disney's fault. <laughs> no. <laughs> no one's. No one here is blaming Disney for this no. um, at all. Yep. For, yep. for how poor Onward would have, or could have done. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, the first, I guess for the sake of this conversation, we'll talk about uh, the first month of the summer season. And yeah. we were gone this last weekend, so we weren't able to do an episode. But we the last sick. two weekends, we were kind of spotty in terms of like mm-hmm. really catching up about what this uh, first month was like. So as the film buyers here, are you okay? Well, we're alive. <laughs> After suffering two bouts of viruses, who knows? I think we, I think we got a new form of COVID. We had to have. It was just so crazy. Ken and I were so ill. <laughs> we were like <laughs> looking to our nine-year-old, be like, "Take care of us." <laughs> They're like, "Thanks." I don't know how to do anything. Save, yeah. save yourselves. <laughs> Not even reach the microwave above the stove. But we're like, you. You can make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, right? Like, you can make sure you survive this. And then, then he pulls a butcher knife out of the cabinet to make yeah. a peanut butter sandwich. You're like, like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't. Take it down, kid. I don't have the energy to parent this right now. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. So they, no. they had to learn to fend for themselves. Good, good life skills to have. I don't know what they learned in that week. <laughs> but they did die, and no, no one was maimed. So it, I call it a win. They, okay, uh, that's fair. They gained total control of the remote control. So that, yeah, <laughs> that's what that's they what hacked into the week. parental. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they. I'm sh- I, I don't need to know. Yeah, <laughs> we survived. That's all that matters. And so did the box office. Yes, yes. So um, I think the big news, and I know we're getting to it a little late, but Flash was really disappointing for a lot of people. And mm. you know, I look. I find that I'm also was also disappointed by the box number box office numbers of the Flash and I looking back every once in a while there are films that don't do very well and you're disappointed but you're like I was just hopeful but I had a feeling it wasn't going to do good but I was hopeful. This one really caught me off guard. There had been so much positive reviews coming out, not just reviews prior but like focus group reviews where they're like oh this is actually a really good movie. They they had they premiered it at CinemaCon. 
that had I talked to a lot of people that had been there. They all said it was good. I didn't get one bad review from it. Nobody was like, oh, it's a little off or the special effects were bad. Nothing. All I heard was good stuff. Even even from exhibitors the big the big big tc tom cruise said it was the best superhero movie he's seen so going into (laughs) it so weird (laughs) no that's awesome i mean it's awesome but it's so like i i know that he's a a big proponent of um wanting to boost up the theater experience and all that but i wasn't expecting him to be like the flash yeah (laughs) no it's awesome and they're champion the flash it's hilarious right now because they're all kissing each other's butts because they need all of these movies to to not cannibalize each other yeah in in july so tom cruise and christopher nolan and uh margot robbie Robbie. they're all out there just like these are all great movies go to all of these movies if anyone hasn't (laughs) seen it online yet uh they're pretty much posing in front of uh movie posters at some one of the theaters i don't know which one's in la but they're just posing with like their tickets saying that they're going to see Indiana Jones or any movie that's not their own. And you know who's not out there doing that? Harrison Ford. He doesn't give <laughs> He doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit about anybody else's movie. Yeah. <laughs> He's only proud of, you know, getting to be Indiana Jones and then that's all that needs to happen for him. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't care about anyone else. So yeah, so going back on the flash, when you make your booking strategies, we thought it was going to be big now did we think it was going to be a 150 million dollar opening like we had heard from some people no we didn't think it was going to be that big but we thought it could be an 80 90 million dollar opening which 80 is to 100 was not yeah, out of the question not out of the question at all there was a lot of it seemed enthusiasm and momentum mm-hmm. but for it to to do only 55 and then drop 70 percent, it just means that it missed the mark so much with with audiences that you're almost left scratching your head being like, where did it go wrong? Because I don't think there's any one thing. Sometimes there's one thing in it that you're like, that scene that, or that take or whatever. But this I mean, seems that to... character, that scene, that something. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't get the sense, even talking with exhibitors after this, that audiences just they just didn't care to even go. And that's the problem. Something about it wasn't intriguing to them at all i think with the latest stretch this is my yeah theory is that with the latest stretch of superhero movies being mediocre i think audiences are becoming more cautious about like which of that genre to choose from so if they're seeing a trailer for like guardians 3 or spider-verse they're probably saying oh this looks actually good this looks like a movie i would be willing to spend a lot of money on to check out but i think with the flash i think people just saw the trailers for it and there was some cool stuff happening, but maybe for general audiences, aside from like comic book fans or whatever, the general audiences probably were just like, no, nah, I, I got a bad feeling about this one. I don't think I'm going to spend my time doing it. I mean, they had to have turned off so many segments. Like you have your Snyderverse guys that were upset mm-hmm. over something in that. Probably James Gunn coming out and saying we're not Henry Cavill's not Superman anymore and we got this gal. So that probably had something to do with it. You have turned We've got off, this gal, Kyle. Got this gal. <laughs> I've never heard I mean I, I mean for some I just toxic, think that we, some toxic we ain't got fa- no Superman, we got this gal. For some yeah. toxic fans, that could be a component. I do think it that doesn't that matter is, who the gal is. It's right. just a gal. It's a gal. And I think that a is a woman. <laughs> right. We don't want a woman Superman. I do Ugh. think that sound like Borat. <laughs> woman. <laughs> I do think that there's a backlash with some of that some of that changing. 
then then you've got well what about general superman audiences well or what about a general flash audience well i don't know if the flash was really a character that without a justice league or something right behind it to be like this is an important character well, especially but, a good it yeah. needed to be a good justice league, i i which, did hear right. the justification that it's had it's had nine seasons on television of the flash oh yeah and, and then, then i immediately came back with on CW. Yep. Right. Then they, they <laughs> ignore it. Ignore that. No, Trades did say like the CW audience is never going to like the Flash movie. Like that that's not their Flash. All 100 of, a, of yes. us. Yeah. So that was thrown out there. Let's see what else did I hear? Oh, that um because of Ezra Miller's uh legal issues and they couldn't use him to promote that it show that you can't have a movie where your start if the, your star doesn't promote it, nobody's interested in it. But stars don't really sell movies I, anyway. Not anymore. People not, like sound bites, but right. they're not like the deciding factors. Right. So I didn't know that. And Ezra's not a star anyway. Right. He was never a big name to sell anything no. anyway. So I didn't think that was really a good, but that was thrown out there. Well, Ken, oh. were you going to answer that? Blasphemy. What? The only reason Indiana Jones is going to make any money is because I feel of like, Harrison Ford. I feel like there's very That's few different. actors, <laughs> and they're all old school. No, they're all no, old. We're school We're going to have this conversation actors. in a minute about no hard feelings and Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. So, so there are exceptions. There are there, exceptions. There are exceptions, and we've had but di- but an for... exception every week no, since May. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think when it comes to comic book movies, it's about the character, not about the actor. Uh, otherwise, Chris, they wouldn't be able Chris to. Chris Pratt and James Gunn. <gasps> I don't. Vin think, Diesel. I do not <gasps> think Jason Chris Momoa? Pratt is a is a draw anymore. So I don't think anybody is interested. And the only one Batman's may- been recast five times. Yeah, and the only one that maybe you <laughs> could say that is Jason Momoa. <laughs> that's for different reasons. That's. That, that's an exception. That's an outlier. Rita Moreno. <gasps> yeah. No. Oh yeah. Fast and Furious fans know all of her filmography. Yeah. Yeah. They've seen West Side Story. <laughs> so we were so old they didn't even have cars in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were cardboard cutout cars. <laughs> the movie was so old. Um. So yeah, you got so that so that was some you know people throwing out some reasons why for for the marketing didn't didn't work out and i just think that you know none of those really feel like the right reason on it so i just wonder if um bringing back like michael king if if audiences really cared because that was a big selling feature Mm -hmm. of the film and a big thing that we heard coming out of CinemaCon was like he was amazing it was just so good he was the best part of the movie so there was some hint that that was kind of you know something that people were which, trying to go which after is, is funny i mean he's the first batman but he is now like the fifth batman if you count backwards yeah and well, he may be in, in in a lot of people's cases under 35 he is your like third favorite batman yeah, no, that's that's definitely true. I was gonna also mention that that for these younger audiences out there, Michael Keaton might be like considered the Adam West, like it of Batman. Like it's so yeah. so ago to them that they're like, why why would I care? Even right. though they're great movies, you should check them out, of course. But um, but it's almost like laughable how yeah. removed and different that is to their sensibility. I mean, I've now. even I've even heard younger people's being like. Pfft, did I say younger people's? Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> Forget 
know. Jeez, who am I? These are these young punks <laughs> these days. Yeah. What has this podcast made me? Oh, God. Okay. Um, well, th- these young'uns out it's there. Not the, it's not the podcast. It's life, Kyle. It's, it's life. It comes at you fast. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've just learned that every week on this show. I'm like, oh, yeah. Life. Life comes at me fast. I'm getting old. <laughs> Weird. Uh, but I even hear younger people do say that the Nolan movies are considered overrated, which is just dumb. But that could yeah. just be like time passing by to where even the Nolan movies aren't considered the peaks of what well, they used to you, be. Well, if you if you hadn't like experienced them and you're coming into them, I do think that they're a little... There's some silly aspects of them. Like they his rough voice sure. is so ridiculous when yeah. you really listen to it that if I was coming into Batman now and that's the Batman, I didn't get Adam West and I didn't get I didn't get George Clooney and I didn't get any of those references. Yeah, if you walked mm-hmm. right into a, a trilogy of cinematic masterpieces that made over a billion dollars, <laughs> you'd be like, this is so weird. No, you yeah, would not. kids... Kids today, that's what they're walking into. So they don't ben have Affleck's it. crazy, like deep, it's stupid electronic voice. Yeah, it's is dumb. the same thing. I'm not. I'm not oh, saying that kids enjoy the Ben Affleck you're, one. I'm just you're saying argu- it, you're arguing that they like Robert Pattinson. They they just might be so used to how <sighs> Batman is portrayed God. at one point that what they look at in the past isn't considered right. They weren't great. traumatized by bat suit nipples that they just don't appreciate the quality he, that he you're does, talking you about. There. Yeah. Robert Pattinson does the voice too. But just saying. <laughs> he does the voice it, too. But it's not they as, all do it It's now. not yeah. as bad as Christian Bale's. That was, uh, that's, where is she? And, anyway, uh, we're, we're getting off topic, but our point is that the younger audiences. did It did not click with them at all. And it, it just, feel like the movie is maybe a couple years too late or has just completely missed the audience the cultural audience mark well considering they've been trying to develop this for over 10 years yeah Yeah. it definitely was too late (laughs) too little too late on that and i just as a buyer i was really surprised they didn't usually i didn't see that ahead of time i think you get after the pandemic we were getting so hopeful so hopeful that we will have hundred million dollar movies and anything that gleams like it looks like it's a little bit of quality you're just like i, I just i think this is going to do so good and <laughs> yep. you just you want to stay so positive because because there's just has been so much negative so i think you get kind of swayed a little bit in that when you do hear and you from people you trust oh this is actually really good and i don't think that movie was bad by any means i think that's the problem i don't think it's a bad movie I just think it's a movie that missed missed its time mark mm-hmm. on it, and there and there was just no, and maybe we're all just a little off on where we think things should be. It's it's fair. I mean, I think it's just easy to get tunnel vision, especially when you're trying to be so hopeful um, in our line of work. So as an ant, I get it. As an Ant Man opens to over a hundred million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's just it's sometimes the crystal ball is not as clear. <laughs> As we all know, think it is. Or, or there could not be a reason, and people just went to see Spider Verse. It could be the Spider Verse is just that so good and that much better that you'd Which rather see that again than than this. And I agree. I we saw Spider Verse, and man, I just keep going back to how good that movie is. It just yeah. on so many levels. The more you think about it, not just how visually stunning and beautiful it is, but 
just the story and the character development and it just really moving. It is so good. Yeah, I mean, it's not even like a fast-paced action movie all the way through. It does a really good job of taking time with characters to where it's a long movie, but you don't care that it's like mostly talking. I, like there's still some yeah. good action beats to it, but you sit in and enjoy like the conversations, the really personal ones. Yeah, because they don't feel... I don't know. They feel very well developed. Authentic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, what else should we talk about for the stuff that went on I can't in June? Believe, I can't believe you guys are still talking about Spider-Verse. It was like three weeks ago. Spider-Verse no, is so good. I mean, it's the movie everyone's watching. We have to talk yeah. about it. I don't know. You think that was good. I snuck out with Cody this week and took her to No Hard Feelings. I wanted to see it so bad. I, I'm, I'm excited for this one because <laughs> I feel yeah. like I don't feel like you guys are on the same page with this movie. Um. Because we haven't I, talked about this. Okay, yet. so I was real. I like a raunchy rated R comedy. I I have a more dirty sense of humor, so I like that. And so I was very, ex- especially you guys. Yeah. But we also grew up in that time to where they were like the thing, right? Yeah. So I very much enjoy that, and it was nice to have Jennifer Lawrence back, and she actually can do comedy. And so it was like, yes, this is going to be so good. And so we snuck out on a Monday. No. Yeah, it was on a Monday. <laughs> the way you said that. It was on a Monday. It was on a Tuesday. <laughs> well, it was a, it felt like a Monday. It was a work day. <laughs> it was a work day. It was an actual work day, not a Friday. Ha ha. Anyway. This is a work day. day. Anyway. So, so sneaky of you guys. I know. So, so run your own company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we go and, and Ken goes, before we even walk into the theater, he's like, you know, um, we can sit anywhere, you know, cause usually we go to these matinees at say like two o'clock on a, on a Monday or Tuesday and there's no, we're the only ones in mm. there. And this, there was like a half dozen or more people in there and we were like, nice. There were a dozen folks. They were yeah. all over 60. They were all, yes, they were all older <laughs> than us. We were definitely the youngest people in there, but they were all like ladies, groups of ladies or couples like us. Okay. So it was definitely the older couples than us. Couples like us. And then, <laughs> In their 60s. Well, sometimes I feel like that's where we're at. <laughs> I was going to say, are you comparing yourselves to 60-year-olds? Yes. Or was there I, younger people? This definitely looked as tired cardi- as they did. Wearing a cardigan? Yeah. <laughs> I look a nice cardigan. I do now, okay? All right. So we so we were like, oh, I guess we have to be in our actually assigned seats, which was weird. But it was really nice to see that many people in a matinee. Yeah. Like, on a random day. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I felt like the movie started out really good. It was everything I wanted it to be. And then it kind of slowly petered off. And then I had some opinions about the general thing of the story, but all the jokes landed for me and I really enjoyed it. Okay, good. I didn't fall asleep. But you got close. He fell asleep in the Batman people. So not falling asleep is really good praise for him. (laughs) I didn't fall asleep, but it was... I don't know. I, it wasn't it wasn't a great rated R comedy. It was a little awkward. The kid was fine. He was mm. fine. I felt like what would have made it better and this will be spoilers is in the movie she you know keeps it from him that she's being employed by his parents to date him. I think what would have been even more funny is if she had been honest with him from the beginning. So there were no broken hearts at the end and they could have really teamed up and buddied up. And then it could have been really more awkward. Like she could have been a sexual Sherpa up the mountain of losing your virginity. Okay. That could have been a good way to go. I wish that's had, I think it would have been funnier 
and it would have opened up a lot more opportunities for more jokes had they done that rather than doing the way that most comedies do of like you <laughs> yeah. lied to me how yeah. could you yeah, do I'm that bro- and then he's brokenhearted and then it's awkward and then they but then yeah. they make up at the end anyway <laughs> stupid yeah. i hate when i hate when the whole premise of a movie is is the withholding or lying of a character to another character like yeah people that's not funny like be be honest and then deal with repercussions of that honesty is more fun to, for me i think that's why this isn't a romantic comedy necessarily but no uh, with other romantic comedies, I think that's why they kind of died down a bit. People just got sick of like the inauthenticity part of it, which for me, it's fiction. It's a movie. That's kind of the whole point anyway. Mm-hmm. But I get that to an extent. Like if you see it on repeat over and over, it tends to overstay its welcome. Right. They were trying to make it like too emotional and it was just should have just been funny from the beginning. Nobody should be have been sad or if they were sad it should have been just like a teeny tiny bit and they it went too long in that. A teeny tiny bit you, sad. Yeah. Not too much sad. Who was sad in the movie? Oh, her like my father abandoned me and then I sent him a letter and he ne- and I never opened oh. it. It's been in my junk drawer ever since. Like I'm going to burn it. Like that whole thing was stupid. That didn't Oh, that matter. Was, right. Her selling her apparently a million dollar you know montauk house to her friends prices of housing like well, it's to, to her friends so she so Ken's made a good point this she, is this is stupid this but is so stupid we, she, we dabble in we we, we have dealt with, we have dealt with real estate cody does real yeah. estate on the side she got a realtor paid six percent maybe even five <laughs> in this economy just to sell it below market value to her friends and make no money but what the, was the whole point of that? But one of the They're openings... Perfe- her Craig, friends got a family and got Craig, a house. Craig, 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 Craig could have just, she could have just going, been like, you guys have a family. Craig, I'll sell it to Craig you Kyle. and save myself 6%. But going through this process, she's in, <laughs> she's in court. She's going to lose her house. She has a lawyer who could probably negotiate a real estate transaction. Most states, <laughs> it's, the lo- it's such lawyers a stupid do thing it. to argue. <laughs> We're going to talk about accounting get, on the podcast. <laughs> she could have saved 6% oh here, God. people. Yeah. It well, was... I mean, she was in debt and she paid off all of her debt. Spoilers, by the way. Uh, she pays off all her debt by only Ubering. So I think we need to... <laughs> she made $22,000 from Uber, Which maybe it is possible. I don't know. But it's not possible. In a uh, broken car where they... She fixed it straight. a little. She fixed it up. Yeah. <laughs> if, then... you're, if you're doing it 24-7 in the busiest place on earth... Right. I mean, that, that to me, I was like, okay, it's sort of plausible, but the whole house selling thing was so dumb. I was like, <laughs> you're bad with finances. Yeah. Well, <laughs> way to leave money on the table. It made me ma- mad. I was like, if you're going to go to California and be a surfer bum, go with as much money as you can. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> then you'll have nothing after this. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Don't get me started. So, yeah, that part didn't. She I thinks. Didn't montauk is expensive wait until she sees an eight dollar bottle of water in venice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no what have i done i've made a mistake <laughs> it's such a cushy life i yeah. went to somewhere more expensive <laughs> yeah i went to the only place that's more expensive <laughs> what did you think of the movie i liked it partially because i've been craving for r-rated comedies to make it re- return to theaters mm-hmm. i really enjoyed being able to laugh with a group of people even if it's people i don't know just to going completely blind on a movie and just have the same reaction same surprises as everyone else just you know authentic laughs were what i was really craving and that really delivered on it i also think if there are some theaters out there that are worried about it being too raunchy or too r-rated i wouldn't say that it is um you do see a lot of full frontal jennifer lawrence but i think audiences longer than i thought it would go on which was 
It's like a full minute of her. It's more than a minute. Chasing down people who stole her clothes. Yeah. Um, I like how she like punched the one girl, like threw sand in the guy's eyes and punched <laughs> yeah. the one girl in the hoo-ha. And then... She like body slams another guy, right? Yeah, yeah. after she gets punched in the hoo-ha. <laughs> she John Cena's him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Whatever that is. But it was awesome. <laughs> it was. It was. That part was hilarious. Yeah. Um, and I know, obviously, I know why they did it. They can't show everything but they made it like weird smooth motion so that you didn't you didn't see yeah nooks and crannies of things mm-hmm. and it's like are we in a superhero movie what is right. happening yeah, like it's getting weird that. here it's like just be naked on camera or don't be naked it's on already camera. r-rated just go yeah. for it <laughs> yeah i mean there's 50 people standing on a beach watching her punch somebody in the crotch yeah. like just <laughs> Just film everyone, it and move on. Yeah, everyone shooting the movie has seen it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's just share it with everyone else. Yeah, well, that's the that's the whole point. Yeah, <laughs> I also I also just like the story not being about like about about the kid like just trying to have sex before going off to college. Right. It's just a story of a kid just needing help getting out of his shell before becoming an adult, basically. Yeah, and she helps him do that, which I thought was kind of sincere. Was kind of a nice twist on that genre in a way, rather than being like oh man i have to have sex soon which we've seen from these other types of comedies so i don't know i thought it worked for you know what people are searching for in comedies now and it still Mm -hmm. had plenty of laughs yeah i i enjoyed it i think the best joke of the movie for me was when he finally realized i don't think no he doesn't finally realize this before he he realizes the, the whole thing but he's in the limo and he's upset and he's drinking vermouth out of the bottle. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he calls it vermouth. <laughs> and he's just pounding vermouth out of a bottle. And it's like, this is the saddest thing I've ever seen. Like, and then I'm like, I always love vermouth. I definitely didn't do that when I was in ninth grade. <laughs> definitely not me. No, 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 no. Pounding yeah. vermouth or I anything else. I didn't try black velvet or at all out of the trunk of a car once. <laughs> We're all saints here. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle's like, <laughs> Kyle is a saint. He has okay, no idea he has no about. idea. Kyle enjoys a nice. Wow. He's never. Kyle enjoys a nice IPA on a summer day, <laughs> but like one. Because <laughs> right. he's really responsible. Kyle's never How woke... dare you guys? So as I sip my Mountain Dew, yeah. Kyle's never woken up behind the steering wheel of a car. <laughs> been like, where? Oh no. <laughs> It's Kyle, moving. Kyle's never been in the back of the car. Oh. Throw your keys in the front. And be like, they can't think I'm drunk driving if I don't have my keys. <laughs> I no. would say maybe I'm sneakier than that, but we know I can't say say that seriously. Kyle's never, no. Kyle's never used the the phrase puke and rally. <laughs> yeah. It's oh more it's more like puke and rally. Yeah. Like, do I have to? Did you ever hear that phrase? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't he, know. He's he like heard a... it. He heard it in the distance. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, no, he's like, those guys are being yeah. dangerous over there. Yeah. That seems that seems like he's going to get alcohol poisoning. I hope they have a designated driver. Oh. Yeah. 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 God. I hope they get home safe at a reasonable hour. I should yeah. call them an Uber. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how are we feeling with No Hard Feelings and its uh, theatrical run? Do we think it's going to have I think it's got two good weeks it? into uh, Insidious. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I think Sony keeps their screen. <laughs> yeah, okay. Not not a lot. If that of, works out for everyone. Not a lot of buenos here for it. It's going to do it's going to do what it's going to do, but <sighs> it'll just, be a quick burn. 
quick burn. I'm and hopeful. Move on. I'm hopeful for Insidious since we locked in the PG-13 rating that that's going to help yeah. it substantially. Yeah. For seven seven. Yep. Because. And that's got five days before Mission Impossible eats everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work out. So huh? when Flash <laughs> did so poorly, I got kind of concerned about Mission a little bit because we're hearing what? that could be our last $100 million movie. But I was so off the mark, like so blindsided and a little bit on Flash. And I'm like, God, I'm really hoping that Mission lives up to my expectations of well, what it should you've do. You've got big expectations because Mission Impossible expect- Fallout was like a $60 million opener. Yeah. So it's got to do almost 100% more than yeah. Mission Impossible Fallout <laughs> did, which was the so far the best reviewed in the series. Yeah. The biggest promoted in the mm-hmm. series. So you're saying that this I one's got to do... I've got a lot of expectations X, on Tom Cruise right now. Mission Impossible Fallout open <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah. That's well, why I'm a little... Maybe I'm Yeah, maybe you should be much. if that's what your expectations but are. I feel like it's our last chance at a $100 million opening or $90 million opening. It's our last for, one for the summer. Yeah, for the summer. Yeah, probably. I don't think Barbie's going to crack it. But I think that's what most people Barbie's think. Barbie's going to be a big fun surprise. And yeah. Po- I... Poopenheimer. We'll yeah. see how that does. We'll have, we're going to talk about that on next episode, I believe. So we don't right. need to get into July too much. Oh, um, July. Should we cap off this episode by talking about Indiana Jones, which caps off this first month of June? Oh, yeah. Or f- first month of well, summer. It did uh, se- over $7 million in early shows oh, okay. last night. So... Which is a solid number that puts yeah. it in the uh, it, I feel Transformers like the, Rise of the Beast category for I, an opening. I feel like the Fast crowd X. is an older demographic that isn't going to go out to early stuff. So that was pl- I was pleasantly surprised by that number because I was expecting $5 million for that. Cody, Cody won't talk about this. Kyle, do you know what Crystal Skull opened to? It, that one that, was over a hundred million. A, right? That Indiana Jones satire that we like to talk over about. A hundred million <laughs> dollars no? because people no? were so starved for that film. Yeah, and it was a weird like five day weekend, and they did a bunch of stuff to to boost it, but it was still like over a hundred million, like by far the largest oh my Harrison Ford opening. <laughs> you know what I? I think I said this on the podcast before. You know what I wrote on my booking sheet? Because I make a worksheet to I keep track. To this. And I wrote Indiana Jones 4 because I'm thinking that this is the fourth Indiana Jones film in the series, not the fifth. And if it is as poor as I think it is, it'll just be Indiana Jones spoof 2, in my opinion. I'll talk about it. I'll make a review of it for next episode. What? But no. Oh, yeah. We got to wait till the next one because we haven't seen it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Spoof we'll 2, see. feeling pretty good on My, that? Uh, possibly. <sighs> I'm still, I, I, I'm, He's just so old and I don't want to <laughs> see him old. I want to see him like handsome man in his 40s. A little disheveled, a little dirty. Yeah, that's the Indian. I don't want to see old man Indiana Jones. I just, I feel like Sean Connery looked better in his movie at his age than Harrison Ford does right now. Yeah, he Sh- was younger, Cody. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. Sean Connery was not but like But he was supposed to be 80. Grandpa Jones then. No, he was Father Jones. There were no children at that mm. point. How could he be a grandpa if there's no grandchildren? Looked, I know. Yeah. There's no grandchildren. There was that except for movie, the dog. But that's but not real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're you're comparing Harrison this- Ford to one of the most classically handsome men of all time. Like well, you're so not Sean giving Sean Connery him- always looked that old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So 
even when he was though. 20, they, yeah. he looked like he was 50. I just don't want to see old Indiana Jones <laughs> then just, then just, break a hip just, on a Then just say that. Rope don't bridge. just sit here and be like, he was, yeah, he's 10 years older than Sean Connery Are was. Sure? Actually, I think that might be true. <laughs> I know he wasn't that old, but that we'll might get be the, the We'll get the math We'll Google it and talk about it on the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get the math for next week, but I guarantee he is older than why are we doing then Sean this? Connery was as old man Jones hmm. Grandpa Jones Grandpa Jones <laughs> alright on that note on that sad, oh, let me, old person let me get note. my cardigan all <laughs> Grandpa Jones here so yeah I think with Dial of Destiny we're not going to see it be a hundred million dollar opening no it might it might be able to do fine the next weekend before um, uh, Mission Impossible because that's a Wednesday opening so I don't know. Maybe like no hard feelings. Two weeks and then <laughs> yeah. there you go. Yes, I I think I think that's very much the case. Yeah, it it could possibly be, which is which is sad that we've had a lot of these this year that no. didn't pan out. But... It should teach the studios not to resurrect decrepit old men and be like, remember when this guy was a big action star? Ugh. And the sixteen-year-olds are like, no, no. <laughs> No. I, I don't. I'm sorry. I... <laughs> the 30-year-olds are like, no. <laughs> don't do this to us. Oh. There's still some of us. We weren't there, but we get it. <laughs> but enjoy your weekend, everybody. Happy 4th. Yep. Happy 4th. Yes, early 4th of July. Enjoy the fireworks, celebrations, the food, the movies. <laughs> All the that movies. great stuff. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Off the Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at screeninsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast.